This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast counting down everything this week that made you say, What a Time to Be Alive. And now, Patrick Monahan, Kath Barbadoro, and Eli Uden. Hey, what's going on, folks? Welcome time. Uh, welcome to what time? All right. <laughs> <laughs> that faded out way faster. Did that change? That was a very fast fade. Right? I agree. It did nope. that last week, too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Um, hey, folks. Uh, welcome to What a Time to Be Alive. We're leaving it in. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to leave it in. Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. Welcome to What a Time to Be Alive. The only podcast that uh, counts down things every week that make you say uh, the title of uh, the podcast. I'm Patrick Monahan. I'm Kath Barbadoro. I'm Eli Uden. Yikes. Jeez, <laughs> really. Sorry. Everybody. I will say, like, I I am very impressed at how infrequently we you false start with that. Like, I think that's the only time you've ever messed it up. It really got me. Goddamn professional over <laughs> it usually here. Usually takes like fifteen seconds, and it was just like, "Okay, that's it." And I was like, ah, uh. "Yeah." Um, I do remember because there's like a very slow fade out. In fact, I think part of what happened was that like when we're here recording, the way it used to be it was like such a long fade out, and like you'd also let it play for a while. That I'm pretty sure Shelby just kept cutting it short like when we'd actually cut <laughs> yeah. the episode because it was like 15 seconds <laughs> it used to be really long yeah like, i think there must be a setting on this like soundboard thing that changed or something because like it, it's yeah. not like a like, controller's it's, broken it's, it's yeah yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah 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 it's not you controller's broken it was it, it was very fast it was acknowledged that it was, it was different fast, so <laughs> please stop gaslighting me after agreeing with me i'm sorry uh yeah how's... that's the best kind of gaslighting is when you initially agree yeah, and I, then yeah. change your mind <laughs> i don't think we were gaslighting you i think we were just like yeah we you know, it's fucked well, up. You were saying the re- you were making fun of me for saying the remote was broken when you had already agreed the remote was broken. What? I thought I was being made fun of. Let's I was move not being on. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I was not making fun of you. <laughs> uh, a trip into the psyche of Patrick. Yeah, Manahan. that's what I'm like all the time. It's inside. So, uh, sir, am I being made? Welcome fun Welcome to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, welcome back, Kath. Thank you. Uh, it's good to be back. I apologize in advance for how weird I'm going to be on this episode because I have basically not slept in uh, about mm, 30 hours, maybe? I, More yeah. than that? It'll be fun and weird, though. Like I, I genuinely It'll think sometimes like when I have to write sketch pitches or something, I feel like being sleep-deprived, I've come up with some of my best ideas. Well, it's like now I'm like desperate, you know? I feel like when... like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I hate to quote Pete Holmes because he is so irritating in so many ways. But I remember him saying on his podcast that I I feel like I agree with this where he's like, if you have like all of your needs taken care of, you're like not as funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like when uh like people get like significant others and they like stop going doing yeah. comedy because like, oh like they filled the void they i can't do, do comedy do if i've like i'm prescribed um like ativan for anxiety and i can't take it before stand-up because i'm just like i don't need to prove that i'm allowed <laughs> to be outside my house like i'm oh. just like too relaxed and i can't i'm like yeah, not funny on, you, guys? Mean, you mean when, fun up here <laughs> you mean like when i went on antidepressants and then immediately felt much less of like a burning need to constantly yeah. be on stage that's the yeah. thing is like it's i I'm, like, very pro-meds. Like, I, I don't really subscribe to the idea that, like, medication makes you less funny. But I think what it makes you is less desperate to be liked. <laughs> like, or less, like, your your self-worth is, like, no longer completely dependent on other people laughing at you. Yeah, so I you don't just, think like, it makes you at all less funny. It's just, like, 
No, you just get more well adjusted and thus don't want to do comedy as much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I highly recommend. Like, I, I spent, dude, I spent so much, so many, so, so long with that stupid, like, I was like, I could see things for what they really are, like, bullshit. Yeah, nah, no, man. it's fucking lie. <laughs> Not worth it, man. Just <laughs> get on some meds. You'll feel way better. And yeah, it's like, I still want, want to do comedy, but I'm also just like, and it's, but it goes both ways where it's like, even if I'm doing comedy, not getting booked doesn't fucking kill me. Like, right. I don't yeah. like sit around being like, why does everyone hate me? Am I blackballed? <laughs> I like legitimately would like have these days where I'd like run through everything I've ever done and be like, I'm, I must be blackballed. Like I must have done something. <laughs> it, and that, yeah, that's that not, is not mental health. That's yeah, not no, a good thing That's to do. not seeing things for how they really are. That's uh, being fucked up. And... Yeah. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> me, no, me, I, I mean, I will say I've done like, I my entire comedy life, I've been on antidepressants since I was fourteen. So like, and I think I'm pretty funny. So you know, I don't really subscribe to that. Although, but when you were thirteen, you were so fucking funny, dude. I was a genius. Yeah. Imagine what could have yeah. been. She was like one of those child comics. Only her dad wasn't writing her jokes in a way of like becoming a comic <laughs> again because he failed uh, when he was younger. Dude, oh, speaking... she she's a Texas. You're talking about uh, Saffron, right? I, I yeah, there's some like twelve. Like, yeah, makes like jokes about like oh, Russian no, stuff. She I, I or Nirvana. And it's like she, the thing is, I've like <laughs> it's we're really out. It's really silly to say I've worked with her because she's a child, but. Uh, genuinely very sweet kid super nice I, very funny just has a dad that really wishes yeah, he was a comic really yeah. bummed because no, i she she was at hellias fest the year i was there yeah a hellias a uh not a great festival anymore um <laughs> she was there and that was the thing is like it's just one of those things like i don't know if she, she maybe like helps write the material or whatever yeah, i'm not blaming but it's clearly let's like that, let's <laughs> yeah i know yeah yeah but i'm saying the same thing is like it's that, like, when I first started stand-up in New York, I would go do this, like, open mic at the comic strip, and one day, a 14-year-old kid came in and did, like, seven minutes of Bill Hicks. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, what everyone was like, wow, he's so good for 14. I'm like, he's just doing Hicks. Like, it's whatever. <laughs> but um, she did that, and it was, like, good, but the thing was, like, she would do that, and then her dad at, like, the after party. Obviously, her dad stayed and hung out at the after party super yeah. late, and everyone's like... Hey man, so like, uh, don't you guys have to go to bed? Or yeah, whatever? like <laughs> you literally like took your daughter and like dropped her off and then came back to hang out with comics. Like this is so transparent; it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, oh, I love hanging out. With you. you know, it's like yeah, it's like yeah. How's yeah. your daughter, the one who got into the yeah, yeah. The, the talented you know, one? <laughs> that's like when uh, that's like when the the parents of the like uh, you know star college football players uh, go hang out with all the other players on that team yeah. because, uh, you know, they have so much in common. It's just, it's very hard. It Speaking of, oh, it would have been pretty good if, if after the 14-year-old kid did Bill Hicks, like a couple people later, a 12-year-old kid came in to Dennis Leary bit. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> That would be, yeah. uh, if those children came up with that, that would be a wonderful conceptual yeah. act. I would watch Brothers that did that. I am... <laughs> I would watch. I want to smoke. I want to eat steak. Yeah. It's like, how old are you? What? Is, hang on. It's, a twelve-year-old doing Dennis Leary honestly sounds awesome. It's like, it's like, and he just got the voice too. Yeah, he's just like exactly. Sm he's okay. smoking. <laughs> he's just chainsawing. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I think it's like, I, it's if if there weren't laws against it or something like zero possibility, there wouldn't be have been like Dennis Leary branded cigarettes, right? <laughs> like that that would have been merch yeah. is like cigarettes like i'm surprised he didn't like so he i bet he definitely in dennis leary's career has signed packs of cigarettes oh yeah. absolutely like multiple times definitely. absolutely um 
He signed tickets uh, for people that got uh, tickets for parking in handicap zones. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Wasn't that one of his classic bits? Yeah, that's why I, I read some some. Stupid... That's right. Sometimes I park in handicap spaces while handicapped people make handicapped faces. Yep. I believe is the lyric. It's classic <laughs> comedy for all time. Uh, I, I um, yeah, I, I read some stupid thing that someone came out with, and they were like trying to say that. There's like an erosion of morality because the new comedy thing is like unapologetic assholeism. And I was like, Dennis Leary did the I'm That's... an asshole song. He did the asshole song in like 90 something. Comedy it's has always been unapologetic yeah. assholes. That's like the bread and butter of comedy. Yeah. Like, f- and in fact, the fact that people want com- comics not to be unapologetic assholes is like a massive sea change. Yeah. That's like mad. the new thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lastly, on like, uh, or I don't know. Lastly, I don't like humor at anyone's expense. It's yeah. Like, what do you? What? Like, what is going <laughs> to? Yeah. Okay. The, Speaking of, oh sorry. What? Well, just I like something I heard that I think is like kind of an interesting take. Obviously, I'm like someone who I don't like doing comedy that is like not what I believe. Like, I'm I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm more on the softer end of that stuff. But I did hear someone say, and I think it's like a very good point where they're like. Punching up and punching down is not really the best analogy because, like, jokes aren't punching, they're tickling. So it's like, you can tickle down. It's not, like, the worst thing in the world. It depends on the joke, obviously, but, like, you can't... Those kinds of rules, like... It's also, like, in most settings, you're not fucking saving the world. Like, what what are we talking about here? Like, comedy and jokes and language has a lot of power, but it doesn't have that much power. Oh, my (laughs) God. Especially at a fucking open mic (laughs) in, like, you know... It's that shit is so fucking. Aw- I hate it so much. Like that. That's like what everybody wants. Because now comedy is like it's. I mean, it's part of the second comedy boom thing. But it's like, I was reading some article that was talking about. Actually, it was the article. It was a good article. It was the one that you I think sent me that was like about uh, conservatives like getting mad that they're not getting respected. Oh, yeah. But in and there's a good article. But in like the first paragraph, it's like no, it's, it's like artists do. It's like artists do this. Some do this. It's like comedians have the ability to tell. Un, <clears throat> unwelcome truths Ugh. with softer and I was like shut the fuck up yeah. that's not and also that it's like and then but people phrase it that way like they're unwelcome truths and like most of this shitty comedy is they're welcome truths what's the opposite of unwelcome it's truths also, it's, it's just also, like yeah. well that's like the people that uh, do kind of quote unquote punch down is like that's what they think too they think they're like fucking saying what everybody's afraid to say and it's yeah. like no your job is to entertain people yeah, right. people uh, came out and they want to have a good fucking don't, time don't put this on I, comedians yeah the, right? the we're not Shakes- fucking philosophers we're stupid yeah. the Shakespearean fool the only man who can speak truth to the king yeah. like fucking suck my dick also <laughs> jesters had like bells like it's yeah. not I blame yeah. Terry Gross for this I think this is yeah. a fresh air thing I think I mean, that like Especially people on the left, like, just love to, you know, fucking smell comedians' farts. And it's like, we're dumb. It's, we ugh. we make... I mean... Everyone talks about their dick. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. It's fine. I Yeah. The, the article, you know, I think it was in Washington Monthly. Does that sound right, Eli? I forget where it was. I, 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 I don't remember. But it was... It's basically just like, you know, they won the election. They, they got everything they wanted, theoretically. And they're still, like, bitching and moaning because people aren't, like, dropping to their knees in front of them. Like, yeah. you know, you're in charge. And it's like, we won. You have to be nice to us and respect us. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> Absolutely Even more not. so when you're in charge. What are you, nuts? What do you think this is? Yeah. And, like, this idea of anything being subversive is, like, so foreign to them that, like, well, no, we're in charge. You're supposed to listen to who's in charge. It's like, or we're just going to make fun of it more. I don't know. Like, this idea that, like, politics is downstream from culture. Like, people, and also, like, the, the values themselves are not, like, inconsistent with what people that make art usually yeah. think, right? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, 
What did you think was going to happen? You th- yeah, Everything you thought all the be... creatives would fall in line oh, behind yeah, you. Oh, yeah, no, you, you guys power? are good now. Also, yeah, I'm pro-life now or what? What are we? What are you talking <laughs> this about? This is a good segue. Probably. It is. Just, yeah, it, it, it works well into the. So you don't have to be nice people that are. You don't have to be nice people that you don't agree with politically, especially if they're powerful. But especially, especially if they are the most powerful, meaning the ruling party at the yeah. moment. If you can tell like anyone to suck your dick, it's them. Right, yeah. and uh, that uh, brings us to number five. Number five. Like Number five segue. was uh, Eli telling uh, someone to suck. It was no. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was like I started a segue, but then it just got derailed. Um, yeah, number five is like it, this. Just happened. We're recording on Sunday this week, so this is very recent. Uh, the White House correspondence dinner just happened, which like I obviously have known about for a long time. I still can't like quite grasp what it's supposed to be. Like every time it comes up, it seems like people are like, it's. Um, very important, it's but also it's, it's a it's, good time. It's like it's nerd what? prom, yeah, nerd prom. Yeah. It's like it's a bunch of fucking self congratulatory journalists holding a roast for themselves and then getting uh, upset when they actually get roasted. Yeah, like yeah. that's what happens every fucking year. Which also like more than ever before in the with currently what's going on for them to be like Haha, roast us. It's like you guys really fucked up a lot. Like. Yeah. You deserve a very big roast. But anyways, they had the White House Correspondence Center. Michelle Wolf hosted it. Very funny. Um, and did jokes. And surprisingly, like we just said, uh, conservatives are mad. Uh, because they hired a comedian to do current events jokes. And like conservatives, like Republicans are living satire right now. And then I guess they just didn't want a comedian to mention that. It's yeah. like you're doing the most insane shit in the world. You're like riding around on a tricycle, like shitting your pants and hawking a horn. And then someone's like, hey, is that person shitting their pants? And they're like, don't talk about it. <laughs> like, we're just, why can't you be civil? And it's like, what the fuck that's do you want? The, that's the interesting thing to me is this sudden appeal to civility. Right. Like, it's oh, it's so silly. And that's like one of the things that I've been frustrated about on our side is when people do that. Is they try to appeal to civility. Like Patty uh, yeah. said, no, you don't have to fucking be civil to people who are this egregiously evil. <laughs> like you yeah. don't have you don't have to be civil to anybody in power. Like fuck that. You they their consolation prize for you telling them to fuck off is that they're in charge of everything. Like right. you yeah. don't like it's the same free speech that you guys love on college campuses. Right. Uh, is the same one that you can tell uh say that Kelly and Conway's a fucking liar and uh you hope a tree falls on her but doesn't yeah. hurt her. That's one of the jokes. Don't worry about it. I did like paraphrased. That I hope I don't want her to get hurt, just stuck. Yeah. yeah. It should be it should be another one of those like bronze hammer things where someone's like they threaten violence against Kellyanne Conway by saying that a tree uh, would well, fall yeah. on her. Other, other other things have have usurped the outrage level of that, but yeah. if that was the worst quote unquote thing, then it would have yeah. been. The it's, FBI is like, was like, someone said that they wished that Trump was swallowed by a whale, so we will be, <laughs> pretty, you know, guarding the coastline pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty closely. We're, we're looking into all uh, people with uh, marine biology backgrounds and uh, animal training backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was saying, I used to like have it was like half of a bit, and then I was just like, I don't like doing this, so I stopped doing it. It was like that sort of thing is like. That's that stupid civility thing where now it's even stupider, but it was like more when it was like actually the campaigns were happening and stuff. And they still have this stupid, that's why you lose everything. It's like they were doing the equivalent of just like throwing like sand and like piss in your eye. And they're still like doing old timey boxing with like backwards fists. And they're like, they're like, how uncouth of you, sir. Approach me the correct way. Yeah. Just what is the problem? That like, I mean, it goes back to all that shit during the election. Everything It's like. 
a lot of these people, it seems like the biggest problem they have with Trump is that he's rude. <laughs> it's like yeah. that is like so far right. down the list of yeah. things that are wrong with this person. But also like he is rude. So who fucking cares? So who cares? Yeah. Be rude back. Right. Who gives a that's, fuck? That's what's insane. Like, like she makes these jokes that people have completely miscast. Michelle Wolf made these jokes. We miscast about Sarah, for example, about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, like, that's the one everybody's mad like, about. You know, uh, she, like, you know, she, she, A, I loved you as a character in Handmaid's Tale. I don't, I haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, but I know it's played by Ann Dowd. So I guess, first of all, you're projecting a lot. Uh, either Ann Dowd is unattractive. It's I'm not clear right. what that's supposed to mean, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of insulting. And maybe that's in your head. Um, the second one is about how she turns uh, lies, facts into lies, into a smoky, something about makeup, but it's like a compliment on the makeup. And they're she, saying that that's about that's a that's just, something yeah, about, her about smoky. Sorry, no. I'm just like I feel like I've had this argument with people a lot because like I'm bitchy and make fun of people's makeup, sure. <laughs> and like it's not that is not making fun of how someone looks. That is how making fun of how someone has chosen to present. It's themselves. a choice. It's a choice. Right, it's it's not like right. if somebody they dresses, can help it. Yeah, like it, that's like you making fun of someone's clothes. It's not yeah. like it's also ten, technically it. it's not making fun of. She said a flawless smoky she did, eye. She yeah. did. She so, did. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. you don't take her at her word. But and then there was a there was Sarah, also. Okay, I will say that Can Sarah Huckabee say... Sanders, her eye makeup is usually pretty good. So there you go. Can I say how how fucking sick that would be if that was the level we got to with like not being able to punch down is like there can be somebody in like the jean coats or like like the chain goth pants and like just like crazy like chain goth pants and a shirt that's like goku with like a guitar or something and you can be like you look like a fucking idiot and the guy's like uh please stop attacking my appearance yeah. this is <laughs> i mean yeah. something i can't change people do like these are get literally that mad the only clothes i can afford it's like well all right <laughs> well it's like this me. is my self-expression like don't yeah. you know this is this is me living my truth in my goku shirt <laughs> but it wasn't that like the, no. the, 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 from, from the way and these people don't give a fuck no, well, they from, say yeah. awful things well, right. about people's appearance I mean, all the time from the way people also, were reacting last to today and last night it was, it was just like Hey, check out a uh, fat, ugly woman over here. Look at this fat, ugly lady. Look, check her out. She's fat. She's ugly. Oh, and it's like not. First of all, not even funny. Uh, cringe. They love saying yeah. cringe now. That's they love putting thing. comedian right. in quotes. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of headlines. Comedian. Cringe is a big internet shit now. Yeah, it's a big like. They it's love like, that Ooh, cringe. Like, and it's just for anything. It's like, it's sorry, it's like, not edge lord enough for you. Whatever, uh, it doesn't have the n word in it or whatever yeah. you think makes something. It's like it's funny. supposed to be like try hard or something like the yeah. equivalent of that, but. Uh, yeah, the other thing is like, yeah, why they get mad about? I mean, this is not original or, or crazy to be like they're hypocritical. But the same shit, it's like, oh, me saying that I hope like Trump falls down like one of those shafts with a big fan and gets sliced in half, like <laughs> that. They're like really mad about, but it's like me joking about that. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> I was trying to imagine this scenario leading to him falling being into near a... one of those shafts. He's just that's his because he's like he's like you know those shafts I want to have a great weekend. I do know those. Yeah, shafts. that's what he wants to do. Is like for this weekend, he's like I have a weekend off. It's very oh, action movie heavy. Understanding what's, what's what's the biggest fan we can get to? He just wants to watch it. He also, thinks the it's idea cool. that he would fall in there and just be sliced once in half, yeah, and perfectly. not just like mashed into pieces or perfectly. whatever, or like sliced up like like, a, a, like deli meat. No, I'm, I'm imagining like a nesting doll situation like he's sliced right down the middle like a hard-boiled egg <laughs> and <you're> like <laughs> but like i can say that as a joke and that is like the worst thing i could possibly do but to seriously say that a kid who is in like a school shooting is a crisis actor yeah. is like you're like well i'm just exploring the truth it's yeah. like 
Why are jokes worse than that? I don't understand. All right, and they also like it's it's a cool thing. And the thing to me that's funny is that like, yeah, obviously all the shitheads on the right are all like, wah, 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 you know, because that's what they do. <laughs> that was a really they, good impression. <laughs> and they can we get that on the soundboard <laughs> for next week? <laughs> It was and, like and they, uh, it was like one of those dogs with breathing problems when the mailman comes. It's like, like a Frenchie losing it's its like shit. a like a harumph without actually harumphing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like the, the guy, the guy, the guy like grimly eating cereal. Like they're that guy Matt Schlapp who like runs CPAC. <laughs> That's his name. Of course it is uh, Matt Schlapp. <laughs> Matt Schlapp. <laughs> Who used to be like, yeah, the schlap definitely was a makes bad that noise. Yeah. You just made the schlap. <laughs> the mini series about, <laughs> about somebody uh, hit about a kid somebody, with Matt Schlap. Yeah, <laughs> about someone getting mad at him for running CPAC and slapping yeah. him. Yeah. So he somebody uh, Irish whipped Matt Schlap into he, a kid. He used to be, a, he used to be like the head coke lobbyist, and it's like I'm sick of these elites making fun of us. Like, who the fuck are you, man? If you're not the elite in a tuxedo at this fancy dinner, like what? And then he went to the after party anyway. He, we got up early. We didn't want to stick around. So him and his wife, Mercedes, which I know is not, which is not a name that means that you're rich, but it's still funny. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah, Mercedes. Yeah. And she works in the White House. So fuck off. You're one of the elites. Uh, anyway, so those people are all very predictable what they're complaining about. But it was the it was the reporters who were like, yeah, this is not really what we are about. Yeah. Because, and, oh, and there's a few off. reasons why I think that this is, why they're like this. One is they have to preserve access. Right, yep. so they have to kind of like, especially the White House press corps have to be like, you know, well, she's not that bad day to day. Yeah, she fucking lies to us and treats us right, like but little like kids. this is not what we signed so on we for sign with Michelle Wolf. So for this, these fucking media assholes, a comedian making jokes that might be offensive is inappropriate and and shouldn't be done. But fucking interviewing neo Nazis to find out what they think and publishing that nationally, that's like good. What is your moral? What what is I, this ground? I don't know. Well, no, it's like like Patty said, it's all utilitarian. But, li- but literally, yeah. I mean, we're talking about White House press corps specifically, or like people that are on national oh, news. Okay. They need to preserve. They need to not have these people get pissed off because they could revoke their passes or what you know. They, yeah. they, so Just do it. I don't. Why? Well, I agree. <laughs> Fuck it. Right. I mean, who cares? Could, really? What do you? What information right. have they're, you ever gotten from information anyway? Right. What, You're just. What, through an official channel, what like useful information have you ever received from them? No, it's just cutting off your access to unfiltered propaganda from them. That's yeah. all it is. But it's also, yeah. it's, it's, also it's also status preservation. Like, no, I, completely. I, I, I understand. And there's like the traditions of the White House right. press corps, and like then there's that like, needs yeah, to exist. Right. And and then there's that shitty, squishy DC. They're all in the same game thing where they're all you know like there was a thing oh, like yeah. they had like a party on Friday, and it's like. Wow, DC's crazy. Can't believe wait till Stormy Daniels' lawyer meets Kellyanne Conway. It's like these people are all just playing in the same fucking game yeah. that nobody right. else is in. Like, yeah, you know, they don't. Have... So it's it's all that same stuff. Well, they have no skin in the game, right? And, and the reporters are just like, well, we're, we just uh, you know we just wanted to have some uh, cocktails and prime rib. We didn't want to have this actually be about anything, you know, which is basically what the press corps dinners, right? Is. Which is why all those White House correspondence dinners are like kind of disgusting, and right. especially now. Are... But like, there was the one that was cool there, where he basically called Bush a war criminal to his face, which yep, is pretty good. That was good. And there was this one, um, obviously. But like, it, it's funny because like they, they Dude, have this, they have this sense of well, we have to have decorum. But then at this, literally at the same time, this was going on. Trump is having a rally where he's saying like any Hispanics here, and everyone starts booing. Yeah, and then he starts talking about the wall, and then like later there's a video of a guy from the end of the thing. Um, where they have like the little press pen they put them in, you know. Again, this is all very, being treated very well. There's a guy who just stands there screaming at them for like five minutes, saying like, "You're all degenerates. You should all be, you know." And it's like, 
Yeah, totally. We should definitely make sure that we, you know, um, coddle people that believe this. Yeah. Did I mean, you... I guess if you're literally trying to avoid getting attacked by these people, I understand that point of view. But otherwise, what? Well, no, and it's, that's what the be thing nice is... to them didn't work. He still said it's fake news, and they're all they're all the enemy of the yeah. public. And what, yeah. what's going to change? You can't reverse that. Yeah, like Sean Spicer came to like my across the street from where my family lives in DC is like she uh works on like a TV network or something it's like she had a birthday party Sean Spicer comes to that they go to parties man there's i think there's like more bad blood between like players on rival football teams than there is between like Chuck Schumer and some like Republican oh, yeah. asshole it's like yeah, you're like, it's like more yeah. trouble having like some like, Cowboys guy in a Washington guy like they yeah. somehow give more of a shit about that it's like watching David Ortiz talk to Derek Jeter when they're like <laughs> when like Ortiz gets a hit and he's on like second base and they're yeah. like it's like you're not supposed to be friends I hate well, that guy it's like you said it's it's like they're not it's not like they're trying to prevent uh being like having violence against these people or anything the stakes for all of these people involved are so fucking low yeah Yeah. like it's just it's all fucking fake and the fact that michelle wolf like her jokes were not even that incisive really i mean they were like they were a lot of them were funny and they were like harsh but it wasn't like I, it, it didn't seem like crazy out of left field to me, but, no. it's, yeah. but they punctured enough just, of the little veneer. Exactly. You know what? Make, yeah. make uh, I mean, this is not a real, but like make fucking Congress salaries just like upper middle class. Like, yeah, like make it that. And it's like, okay, if you want to be a politician so badly, then you shouldn't really give a shit. You're still like live super comfortably and all that. But it's like, then all of a sudden you're not out. Like everybody's not in the same bracket. That's the equivalent of just like staring down and being like, Oh, sorry. I failed you. You all lose health insurance. Anyways, I'll see yeah. you two fucking years or whatever. But I'm going to go, yeah. you know, jet ski into a pile of money or whatever i mean they're not that rich but whatever. And, and plus i mean she also like straight up just told them like you guys fucked up like you love trump he's good yeah. for you like whatever you know and it's like ooh, you know because like for yeah. them they're probably like well we're actually you know uh, and it makes you wonder with some of these people yeah. like maggie haberman was one of the big ones the new york times like celebrated you know has gotten all these scoops and it's like okay if she's doing all this work to protect sarah sanders like is where is, is she like her pipeline information and right. how much That's of this Camille is tweeted. just controlled you yeah. know, leaks where it's just not nothing of any value is coming out that anyone cares about. Because then it's like, well, great. Yeah. Then what are you even doing? Well, no, Mail I mean, these jo- people oh, all tell themselves that they're, you know, furthering the the cause of independent journalism or whatever. They all have their own sort of self-perception that they're doing something important when right. really they're all fucking collaborators. And if that's the way it's always been, fine. But then you were never heroes ever. So yeah. who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, what's the, you know. Camille Nanjani tweeted that because it was like, I guess Maggie Haberman reached out to him or tweeted him or something about like, the attack on Sarah Sanders' appearance. And he was like, well, what's the... He's like, do you know the joke? And she was like, actually, I don't know the joke and all that. And he was just eventually... It was like a little back and forth. He's like, you're making it very clear that your source for this is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I probably shouldn't do that. But Also, I'm, let me... I'm a feminist. Uh, I, you know, I feel like that's something that's important to me. If someone's evil, you can make fun of their appearance. We <laughs> like, talked about this in yeah. the pub. We had that rule. It's just like... That's the thing. And it's like everyone knows what their thing is, too. And it's just like everyone has agreed that if you don't, if you're on a piece of shit, we won't talk about yeah. whatever your but, thing and is. It's fine. She, and she didn't really. And That's she the didn't. That's the crazy yeah. thing about the whole she thing. Didn't. I yeah. would be like maybe a little annoyed if she had gone like, you know, full fat joke or something. But yeah. it's like, no, it's fine. Anyway, we yeah. solved it. Good job, yeah. guys. Also, I, I enjoyed the thing. Listen that to was comedians, like but also out, don't listen to comedians. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was also enjoying that like a couple of people finally started to point out that. With all this shit, and it was like in relation to Joy Reid stuff, but like being that, like for a while, 
the the go-to like acceptable liberal joke was like Putin sucking off Trump yeah. and just being like super homophobic and being like Stephen Colbert called him a cock holster. I mean, we had to apologize for it, but that was something that to them was like an acceptable joke. It's like yeah. y- you can't <laughs> just like pick and choose this way. Uh, yeah. Are you saying acceptable? Am I hearing yeah, that? Yeah, no, you're Accept- you say it weird. What acceptable? <laughs> acceptable. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Acceptable, right? Acceptable. Like I AK- think it works both ways. <laughs> like AKS, acceptable? acceptable? Acceptable. That's how you say a- it. Accept. <laughs> do you do you accept this? No. Wow. Whoa. This what? might be regional then. Holy shit. Or maybe shit. I'm insane. This is like it's, I can't believe we've done least... this much podcast and we've not noticed or it's figured at this least, out. It's it. at least regional. I don't know. I... Probably regional. It might be regional to your house. No. But... <laughs> It's regional to your voice box. I don't think it's that crazy. I've been saying Acceptable. it like that forever. It's like it sounds like you're. I kind of like it. Like it, I feel like it rolls off the tongue easier, but it is wrong. Guys, fucking pick it up. Let's start. <laughs> Give it a shot. Acceptable. acceptable. I think it's perfect. You know what? I think it's perfectly acceptable. <laughs> there it is. It's a very acceptable way to say uh, that. Do not accept this as normal. Uh, this is not. <laughs> do normal. not normalize this. Do not normalize this. Uh, okay. Well, look. I think we. Like we said, uh, comedians are always right until they're not, and uh, exactly. don't, don't listen to them, but also listen to them. Pretty yeah. much, you know, we really set up a pretty framework that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, just an ironclad uh, intellectual framework yeah. for yeah. Uh, regarding our work. Yeah, yeah. If, if we ever need to change numbers quickly in the future, I'll make sure to just say a word weird <laughs> and be like, okay, <laughs> grinding halts. Number four. Okay, number four. Um, there's another... Uh, Nice piece of um, sort of conservative grievance culture that uh, came to a head. Um, came to a head. It's related to a hat, actually. Uh, no, so this dude um, mm. back in – oh, this is a long time ago. Okay, so January 2017, right around the inauguration, this guy went to a bar in the, uh, in the village in Manhattan um, wearing a, a MAGA hat. Um, now, that part of the city, that New York in general, but especially like you know the West, like the Village, West Village. It's you know not a very um, it's like conservative part. Yeah, it's, it's like gay tolerable. people and students. It's yeah. like, like the, one of the few tolerable. I mean, there's mo- I mean there's money, you know, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but so there I guess maybe there is more than you would think. But in terms of like openly walking around, you're not you're not going to see many many of yeah. those. Like you said, like one of the least annoying neighborhoods in Manhattan, uh, probably. Yeah. So uh, so he walks into this bar called the Happiest Hour. Um, and uh that's a silly name for yeah Mark. well look i don't know um it was right after it was right yeah it was right after, right after the inauguration so i think that probably for some people emotions are running pretty high because it was still like how the fuck is this happening this is crazy whatever and uh he got uh he got tossed uh after complaining um about rude service from a bartender so maybe he got a little bit of brusque service then complained and then someone just said basically like hey feel free to leave pal um and actually, so uh, somebody maybe overreact a little bit. Said, "And you need to leave right now because we won't serve you." Blah blah blah. So um, he sued, as one would do. Um, first, he got an article in the Post. Yeah, I believe they also with the hat. They they were like, "If you take it off," they were like, "Take it off," and then it will be fine. Not, oh, really? They gave him the ultimatum. Confirmed on that, but I think that they were at, that in the altercation at some point. They were like, "Look, just take the hat off." So he he he. I'm looking. I'm going back to the original article. He paid. Um, his tab was 186. dollars 
God damn. What the fuck? Or 100, how, 150. How slow Still. did you get thrown out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he just walked in. like they could, he got fucking booted. He spent $150. Yeah. He just so. walked in and was like, I would like 50 shots, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Says, uh, it says Jesus four. Jesus Christ. says four. Well, here 15 we go. top shelf shots, bartender. <laughs> we, got, we got the list here. Four Bell of the Ball signature cocktails, four Miller High Life beers. <laughs> A kettle one vodka. Can you imagine drinking? Well, I don't know. Forget what the fuck a guy's wearing. If a guy sat down and was like, a bell of the ball, please. And then drank it and he goes, another bell of the ball. <laughs> and I gave him that and he drank it. goes, one more bell of the ball. And he drinks that and I come over, do you want another? Yes, another bell of the ball. I'd be like, you need to leave because you're the fucking weirdest dude I've ever met in my life. Hey. Just tanking. Who takes four specialty cocktails, well, dude? He was with a little group. I'm sure he's and, with and people, so but he, I like the idea it was all him. He was with a group. His tab was down and... Um, I guess he claims he was refused service even though he paid the tab and like put a tip on the tab. <laughs> he refused um, service after so taking part of a substantial amount of service. Yeah. So so anyway, so he, he sued in Manhattan Supreme Court for prejudice. Uh there we got the bell of the ball. What what do we what's in there? What do we got? Uh flavors remind me of the uh, Someone reviewed it? Is that what we're looking at? It looks at? like it, yeah. It's like probably it's like six drinks you have to have. Uh, it looks like it's in Forbes. It looks tropical. It does. Uh, the bright and the bright and vigil. Oh, Shelby, I was reading the paragraph. <laughs> Can we get a zoom in here? Okay. This is riveting. The bright and vegetal sweetness of red bell pepper is balanced and Ooh. enhanced by the crispness of fresh lemon juice with a hint of spice from the Hellfire Habanero Shrub. Those flavors remind me of the Southwest, where I was born. This is an alcohol and drink. And Mexico. <laughs> One of my favorite places to visit. Yeah. This drink is meant to evoke an escapist sensibility, which was arguably one of the main reasons tiki initially rose to prominence oh, around like the time drink. of World War II. There's a piece of That's red pepper. That's from the head bartender? There's... All right. I mean, fuck this bar also. <laughs> hey. But, and um... it's... Oh, gross. It's gin and mezcal. Okay. Well, well so somebody had four of those. Um, oh, God. Jesus. All right. So basically, this, this guy sued saying you can't do that. This is discrimination or whatever. And um, th- there's sort of a problem with the lawsuit from the beginning, which is that um, which politicians you like is not a fucking protected class in New York. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There are pl- Apparently in D.C. it is. I did not know that. But oh, like, wow. I well, guess that makes sense. It yeah. would break down aggressively if they didn't. Um, but uh, like... You can't sue. You can't like. This is, so people were like immediately comparing this to like the bake the cake thing with the Christian yeah. bakers, right? But it's like no, that's not how this works. Like you, yeah. you, you can't. You can discriminate all you want based on oh, I don't like guys in purple shirts. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That's why you can have all those like pretty racist dress codes. Right. Like, Come to Bad Karma Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> no sports jerseys. No shorts. No baseball no, caps. No do rags. No Timberlands. Um. So this guy complained. He, sued, he filed the lawsuit. Um, the uh, the bar contested the lawsuit instead of settling, so good on them, I guess. Um, basically, just said that only religious beliefs are protected under state and discrimination laws, saying supporting Trump is not a religion, which I would actually disagree with at this point. <laughs> it's getting awfully close. Um, but the guy said, the guy pivoted then, his lawyer, and said, well, um, he was wearing the hat because he, he had just been visiting the 9-11 memorial. <laughs> <laughs> and he was paying a spiritual tribute to the victims of 9-11. You guys... <laughs> 
So the hat was part you, uh, of that spiritual belief. I also you know you... often try to get out of everything by saying I was just at the 9-11 memorial. <laughs> Anytime like, yeah, I'm in trouble. That's when I'm late. I say, there's a huge line at the 9-11 memorial this morning <laughs> when I went to... When I went to pay my yeah, daily respects. Yeah. You like, also know, that's how you know he really takes it seriously. And he goes to mourn the lives of those lost in 9-11, then goes, hey guys, there's a great tiki bar I heard about in the West <laughs> yeah. Village. In case you want to go so, drink. And he's, not, for... he's from Philly, too. <laughs> that's he's not from here. So he's visiting. So that's how you know he's a tourist because he went to the 9-11 thing. But um, in January, I guess people probably go around the time if they are you have a reason to go uh but yeah so he's saying that somehow this is religious now or whatever uh nobody bought it but um instead of removing the hat he held true to his real spiritual belief and was for like has anybody ever been this desperate for a payout have you ever heard this before this is insane like <laughs> i uh I so yeah. this they just he's ruled... basically he's basically a sikh this is like his turban is what, is what <laughs> yeah saying. it's for him so they just ruled on this recently right like yeah this last, happened like, this week i like i think i might have told this story on the podcast before but i was doing a comedy show the night of the inauguration like after the women's march and everything i was on a show that night and um these people came in and it was a it's the Velveeta room on sixth street where like a lot of people are like sort of barked in because it's like kind of a main nightlife drag and um these people came in they were very drunk and they got cut off by the waitress and then one of the guys called the waitress a bitch and so the bartender was like, all right, you, you got to leave. Like, obviously, like yeah, you yeah. call me waitress a bitch and you're you're drunk and you won't leave. And they after that was like this. Everything's got to be so fucking PC now because the fucking women's march like <laughs> this is bullshit discrimination. And it's like, OK, re- you said it, not me. Your political stance <laughs> is calling waitresses bitches like yeah. that. That is now a political issue because yeah. the guy you like is that awful. Like, I, That's, yeah, it they, was wild. They missed their, like, wish. It was like, yeah, the reason that people used to, like, I mean, you know, I guess whenever that was, like. too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the reason that fucking Don Draper, whoever your hero is, can call women bitches or something is not because of political correctness. <laughs> it's because it was just, like, nobody had figured out what was okay well, in life. It was crazy because they really were like, this is because we're Trump supporters. And it's like, well, we now, didn't sure. know you were Trump supporters, but, uh. You, I, apparently you feel this is you acting in accordance with those beliefs yeah. is right. getting drunk and calling a waitress a bitch. Also, yeah. again, the, the insanely hypersensitive, the insane hypersensitivity to like, oh, yeah. oh this is because I like Trump. It's like, no, that was not, you said she was a bitch. What, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're it's drunk, you're acting like an asshole, and you, you, yeah, it's, um, but so well, it's, this so, is, well, well, this dude, let me just finish yeah, this last sure. bit. Um, so, 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 so the judge said, like, this is part of your client's religion. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> And uh, the lawyer said, um, "How many members, you know, are there in this spiritual, you know, program? This guy's in." And he's like, oh, Your Honor, we don't know. we don't allege the amount of individuals, so it's a creed of one. Judge, said. <laughs> uh, yes, Your Honor. <laughs> so the judge uh, took a short break, came back to the bench, <laughs> smelling like cigarettes. Yeah, yeah he like... Takes, takes a short break to go uh, laugh himself breathless <laughs> right. in the back. Plaintiff does not state sigh. any any faith based principle to which the hat relates. Threw the suit out. He sued for unspecified emotional damages. The judge said the incident amount nothing more than a petty slight. So this is a guy who thinks he's like, you know, Che Guevara or something. He's like standing up for his political beliefs. <laughs> yeah. When it's really just like, you know, feels like a shakedown. Um, like, hey, you, you better know you want this to get in the paper or whatever. You know, what? but um, I'm assuming there's probably already been small groups of chuds who have gone to the bar and been like, um, like pouring me the hat and being like, I'll take a bell of the ball, please. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I hope uh, there's a law and order about this. Is you well, the guy would have to get killed or something, I guess, right? <laughs> 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 Otherwise, it would be a weird episode. It's like, yeah, it's like a uh, small claims lawsuit. I don't, like, I don't know. I, I do like that when they do that in Law and Order, where they take something where no one has died and then just add a murder to it so yeah. they can talk about it on Law and yeah. Order. It's always uh, good. It's like kids love uh, kids love uh, Tide Pods these days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, there was a murder unrelated to Tide Pods, but they were talking about Tide Pods. It's fine. All right. Uh, you would know this more than I would as like a lawyer, because but the specificity of that it feels like is creed of one like a legal phrase for no, like, I think it's just the, the judge, yeah. the judge but, being okay. hilarious. It yeah. sounds like some sort of precedent that there was, like because somebody you know that just means you could say you're religious for anything. But creed, this is creed also of one is how Scott Stepp felt late at night. <laughs> <laughs> did when you he ever, got divorced? Did you ever yeah. read the oh. uh, the? It was on Live Journal back in the day, and it was a post about. Someone basically catfishing Scott Stapp into driving to a Denny's in Florida <laughs> at oh like one in the morning. It was so good, Poor and they Stapp. told they told everyone in the Denny's what was happening, no. and then Scott Stapp came. That's it's, so mean. It was so <laughs> that's, funny. It's funny, but that's so mean. Like he just makes bad music. He's not. Did he do any shitty I, stuff? Is I he a think, shitty man? I think he was cheating. Like I think that this was he was like trying to cheat. So it was like a little bit justified, yeah. but still oh, very yeah. mean. Still yeah, very um, mean. Like making fun of him based so like it's like people hating the Nickelback guy. It's like, look, man, he does not like he's not doing anything bad doing in the world. He's just doing his job. Yeah. Yeah. He's just doing his job. You're just mad because he's better at it than you are at your job because he clearly <laughs> yeah. is. He I don't is. know what your job is. <laughs> That's like th- this is. I mean, this specific case is just like it seems pu- truly impossible to hammer through these people's heads that. There's a difference between like private business and free speech. Like it's, it's yeah. if you're on a, in a private business, it's like there's a plane. There's do you remember that weird story of there's a, it was a plane and there was a guy on it that had that shirt that's the shirt that says broad fucking city in like really big letters and he was wearing it on the plane and the 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 steward the uh, not stewardess what is flight, flight attendant was like yeah watch it pal yeah <laughs> was like hey can you take that shirt off like they're kids on the plane and stuff and he refused and then got kicked off the plane and people tried to make it into well, like it's a my thing. beliefs the comedy central program broad <laughs> city is my beliefs yeah but it's just like fuck off like it just it's like yeah just people can leave ask you to leave for pretty much whatever yeah, reason if you're in a, a private business or something unless like, you it's can a protected asked. thing right so that's yeah, why yeah. like the like the, they, they had to bake the fucking cake or the, you know what i mean because right. they're yeah. well, well you know well we can't do it because you're gay but and, and then they they run their own thing which is religion up against it and that's why it's so complicated because then it's like well whose rights trump the other ones this guy had nothing you know the whole thing the fact that this lawyer the lawyer took yeah. the case probably as a publicity stunt to like yeah. get his name out there for similar shit yeah. i would like the to idea... say one sh- thing before we move on yes um regarding the Law & Order theme that we just heard. If you watch Law & Order SVU with closed captioning, the theme song is captioned Funky Mystery Music. (laughs) Thank you. That sounds like what name. Yeah. That sounds like something you would. Uh, that's like a something that would be called in Japan or something. (laughs) Funky Mystery Music. Funky Mystery Um, Music. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's just more of this stuff. It's like. They're completely incapable of thinking of anything in a non-binary sense. Like the idea of like nuance at all. They're like, like to watch them do opinions is like someone just flicking lights on and off. They're like, it's bad. Oh, oh so it's good. Oh, okay, <laughs> so it's bad. It's like, how are you not following? And this? to be fair, a lot of people are like that. I yeah, mean, you know, but but it, but it is just like it's exhausting to watch. A lot of people are really smart and don't have podcasts. They That's think true. <laughs> but, they, but no, but they. Th- I mean, like they think. Everyone's always trying to score points, so it's like, okay, fine, we'll bake the cake. And it's like, and it's like, it's people that 
style themselves as intelligent. You know, people, it's like, until they pass a law in New York City that's or New York State that says that political affiliation is a protected class, this is completely distinguishable from the situation at the fucking cake place. Like, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know? And it's like, well, it, still, though, it's like, well, no. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> application of law to uh, the, what happened. It's like, well, all right, but uh, you see how? No, I don't see how. Um, <laughs> also, they should have to bake the cake, so fuck off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Number three. This one's fun. Uh <laughs> So this is a story from uh, New York Post. Incredible. Also, do you see that? Headless? We've always talked about good New York Post headlines. That oh, one, I love them. The one for the the sex cult lady, uh, Al- Allison Mackey. What's her Allison name? Allison Mack. Mack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the headline they used was, um, "He's a perv. She's oh, like look in the sky. He's a perv. She's a what is it? God damn it. He's a perv. She's a slave. It's a sex cult. Instead of it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And sex cult was in the Superman font. It was unbelievable. Oh, in the Superman font too? Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, it was very good. I, um, the New York Post is like definitely an evil uh, institution. But, but if fun. I could just do the headlines, I would take that job. Yeah, yeah. So forget all the stuff I said about all the White House press corps being collaborators. If I got to write dumb headline puns, I would do it. I want to see the New York Post table at the press corps. They're like, got sunglasses on. They're like super cool. Fun. <laughs> um, anyways, this is a story from them. Uh, and the headline <laughs> is, uh, French Museum discovers more than half of its paintings are fake. Which Hell is yeah. For a museum. <laughs> A huge setback. <laughs> That's not what you want. <laughs> Definitely not something you look for at a museum. For a museum, a very, very high percentage yeah. of fake paintings. Yeah, a lot of wall space opened up. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, like, more than half. Like, I mean, I guess it depends on the how, like, important a museum it is. But usually a fake is a pretty big deal. Especially for a museum, which is like... I mean, I would love to watch that happen, because... I still have in my head when I think of a museum, I think of like a very haughty, like thin mustached man. Oh, or, especially wasn't it in France too? Yeah, yeah. So like the snobbiest of snobby. Yeah. Museums. So it's like uh, our collection, and then someone's like, <laughs> half of these are fake. And like, Paul uh, Like I don't know. Like, I just I can do fake French. I'm right? only inventor. <laughs> yeah. Doing I'm only inventor. Stop doing my Cajun inventor voice. Um, <laughs> yeah, all French people sound like Cajun. This is. I will say it to our listeners. Um, I confess, I did not listen to the episode. I was not on um because i'm a monster so this is my first experience with the patty and eli soundboard yeah what else is i'm only inventor uh, <laughs> it's really good. the rest of it <laughs> might as well not exist as long as patty's in charge it's just be one big button that just is i'm only inventor, inventor. Just the, whole, the whole ipad is just one button yeah i don't know i don't remember what, I, I found out through the soundboard that i do a lot more voices than i realize you do a lot of voices that's how i end up with a slim jim but that's <laughs> my favorite <laughs> Give me... But is television not art? Yeah, <laughs> like a Marvin the Martian. <laughs> XQ36 Space Modulator. Um, it also, I just always imagine the voice of, I mean, I don't want to play a clip, but I feel like we play more and more just clips that we like of stuff. But I always imagine um, Bronson, what's his fucking last name? Beverly Hills Cop one or two. Bronson Pinchot. Bronson Pinchot in the art gallery, which is one of the funniest. He's also in three. Yeah, but it's his his debut scene. You've seen it, right? You've seen no. Beverly. You, have you seen any Beverly Hills Cops? No, nope. dude, Bronson, they're Bronson. so good. Yeah, they're pretty good. And one, the one all right, I'm gonna leave. Lips. I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna go watch Beverly Hills Cops. Enjoy the Shelby, rest of the podcast. Pull up Beverly Hills Cops. <laughs> We're watching the whole thing. <laughs> it's so good. That's the uh, crazy frog. Judge Reinhold <laughs> who sticks frog. the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> it's so. It's it, so like doing. We're just doing Beverly Hills Cop now. Yeah. 
So you think everyone who runs an art gallery yeah. or art museum is Surge? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing today? Hi. I'm fine. My name is Serge, and how can I help you? Um, yeah, I'm looking for Miss Jenny Summers. It's very busy today. Maybe you give me your name? My name's Axel Foley. And uh, what is pertaining? I didn't understand what you said. Pertaining, what it's meaning, regarding. Oh, what's it regarding? I'm an old acquaintance of hers. Don't I? One moment. <laughs> Don't I run and tell me, Summers, that uh, Mr. Ahmed Foley is here to no, see... Axel Foley. Axel. Ahmed, Ahwell. Axel. <laughs> Foley is here to see her. He's our old acquaintance. Donnie, this is kind of disturbing. It's I'm like sorry. the breast of a dog to scrub for the customer. It's not sexy. It's animal. No, it's not sexy at all. Now, a few something to drink: a wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso. No, I'm fine, thank you. Let's make it myself, right back there with a little lemon twist. It's good. Try it. No, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> Does she look at this piece? Yeah, I was wondering. Are we just watching the whole movie uh, now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that scene is much more sketch, like like, uh, like sitcomy than I remember. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's just kind of like... I really he's like, like straight the, out of Perfect Strangers. Yeah, I really right. like the way he pronounces hocktail. <laughs> yeah, hocktail. Yeah. The best is like, we would at college, French, like, a little lemon twist, I make myself, it's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's very good. But that's how you're imagining running this museum. Yeah, they're like, welcome to a museum, very good. And they're like, half of these paintings are fake. So what was the... Tell me more information. Oh, yeah. Who's the artist? Like, what? Sorry. I'm just, I was just having a great Beverly Hills Cop. I was just replaying the movie in my head, like like one of the, like, like some weird child. They're like, we don't know what to do with him because I just sit in a corner and just replay Beverly Hills. Eli's just mad. He's like, oh, that's when Axel's mentor gets shot right before he retires. Oh yeah, this is some good French. Some music. Parisian. Uh, so this is a. The best thing about it is that it is a museum completely dedicated to one painter. Um, it's not like a super famous painter. I don't really want to say the name because we're probably Etienne Teru, I would guess. Say it like um, I'm only inventor. <laughs> <laughs> say it like Bronson Pinchot would say it. Etienne uh, Torres, um, <laughs> a contemporary is a contemporary of Matisse, um, and so that's like what's even bigger is that this is a museum that I guess whoever founded it, their whole mission had to be like this guy is so underappreciated. There's no recognition for him. He's so good. And then they got 140 works by him, and then 82 of them are fake. Fuck. And the other thing that's great about this is when you think about someone finding out that a art is a forgery, like especially when it's high profile, it's usually from like very in-depth. They do tests on like, you know, that's that stuff they're like, we tested some of the paint and it turns out like the levels of cadmium aren't like, don't, don't align with the levels that should be if it was really painted in that period. This paper was not available. It's like that sort of shit. They found out about this because they hired an art historian, and while he was preparing an exhibit, he noticed that some of the paintings just had buildings in them that weren't there when this guy was alive. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... It's like, hey, I'm not trying to tell you guys your business, but uh, is that Alf? <laughs> <laughs> is a painting of Alf? Yes, it is his most famous painting, uh, Alf in the Dusk. Uh, <laughs> when was this guy yeah. alive? This guy was alive like 200 years ago, yeah, right? 1622. Yeah. Yes. When was Alf? I didn't know there was Alf. Would you also enjoy um, Thundercats? <laughs> it's Cher Emile. It's just it's all like, like, it's like. I'm pretty sure it's Michael Jordan, too. I, look, I don't look. I'm not trying to tell you guys your bit. Like I said. Then uh, I suppose you do not want to see the Batman paintings. <laughs> Ignore the whole Batman wing, in fact. <laughs> 
series of portraits of Batman. We call yeah. it the Batwing. Also. So this, Batwing. this guy's looking at the these paintings, and he's just like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. It's like, I don't know when the Eiffel Tower was built. I'm not going to try to do history. I'm really bad at something. it. Late 1800s. Uh, 1924. Really? 1928. What was it? What? 1618. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the billion. Oh, okay. I was going to say Because well, I was going to say, if it was 1928, that would have been so good because they said, good. I know, but they said some of the paintings attributed to, the, to him featured buildings built after his death in 1922, and it would have fucking kicked ass if it was the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and like, that wasn't there. Like, he just was doing, like, he was just doing, like, tourist kitsch. Yeah, just, like, like the least imaginative forger ever. It's like, alright, uh, French, right? Yeah. So, uh, Eiffel Tower, it's like, <laughs> Yeah, man. you know, uh, baguettes, uh, berets, Yeah, we got a guy in, like, a, he's, got a, he's got a purple beret, he's got a yeah. black and white uh, horizontal striped shirt, and one of those long cigarette things. Yeah, uh, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, your mimes. Uh. <laughs> you got your freaking mimes. <laughs> hey, I got a whole fucking truck of this guy's paintings here. <laughs> this, what's his name? Yeah, that's him. It's just, I like our like meatball thief who is just this is life of crime at this point. This character. They did this the guy podcast. driving around the south of France is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. this guy seems pretty trustworthy to me. This that. <laughs> hey, how you fucking doing? What's going on? We got these paintings in here. Yeah. Hey, give me some of them. One hundred seventy thousand. Give me some of them escargots. <laughs> Give me some of them snail meatballs. Eighteen eighty nine. Eighteen eighty nine. That was close. Um, you were close by saying eighteen something. You were. I said like eighteen ninety eight. Yeah. And then they had they had a committee of experts inspect the works, which is like, if this was me, I'd be like. Let's get as few people involved as possible. Right, right. <laughs> Let's the not gather a fucking squad. The committee are just guys who are all pinching the bridge of their nose at the yeah. same time. Just like, oh, they all have pince-nez, and they pass it around. Like, <laughs> through some of the, um, This is also... What's funny to me is just talking about that like, like, like folksy street art. I have... Um, like, a relative of mine was, like, a big... It was a painter in New Orleans. And you know those, like, blue dog paintings? No. They're like, yes. yeah, yeah. You know what they are? No. Apparently, she they're they're like these super famous. Like they just like at this point they're just like printed. Like they just give them out to tourists. It's like this one like blue dog, um, and like apparently the it's guy like who corgi. paints them, yeah, the guy who paints them. You've seen, I'm sure you've seen. Everybody it. hated him because yeah. he's apparently like a very skilled artist, and he did like the equivalent of like Garfield it out, and just was like paints this, just started painting him. this blue dog over and over, making a ton of money. Um, yeah, back Garfield. to the back to the story though. This is also it says roughly one hundred and seventy thousand dollars was paid for the phony oil, phony oil paintings. Which like I get that I get that this isn't maybe like the most famous artist, but for somebody who's like a contemporary of Matisse, and you got eighty two paintings for one hundred and seventy thousand dollars, he must not like, have been very good. Yeah, I feel like... Also, by contemporary of Matisse, they might just mean alive at the same right. time. Right, oh, I was yeah. wondering how much work that phrase is. Yeah, is there a, yeah, is there a much meaning to that lifting? word? I don't understand. That's my new credit, is going to be like contemporary of... Just so much more <laughs> Contemporary of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Contemporary of Dennis Miller. <laughs> oh, Dennis God Miller. damn it. Uh, um, yeah, but that's... Wasn't it, it also, like, it was almost... sold over decades, right? Is it not suspicious? It's like, hey, I got another one for you. It's like, mm. didn't you have it before? Why yeah, where, see them how'd all? you find this? Well, it just I, uh, became uh, became available. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, don't ask any more questions, or this pipeline closes. You understand <laughs> me? It's uh, 
I think so. They think that uh, it's from this detective suggest suspect art detectives. So now I'm just imagining fucking no, Peter like, Sellers. Yeah, <laughs> um, like Peter fun, Sellers like fun... versus Bronson Pinchot. That's yeah. what's happening. Oh, versus be, what a movie. Guido uh, versus, versus I'm trying. Who's the like New a, Jersey art dealer? Who's just, a classic uh, film Guido? I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like all all the classic film Guidos are just people that play themselves over and over, like Joe Pesci. Okay, yeah. So we're doing Peter Sellers, Bronson Pinchot versus Joe Pesci. That's yeah. a great fucking I would cast. watch that movie. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so they said detectives suspect that other museums may also contain large numbers of forged works. They think that there have been a... We know there have been a lot of forgeries circulating. We believe like a well-organized network was behind this. They didn't say like that was a, a <laughs> tick that I added in there. Um, so I think... But it could be possible that there's a ring, there's a forgery ring that obviously... But like it can't... But at the same time as being well organized, it can't be that good because that's not like a small oversight to involve to include buildings that weren't there. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. If they were really, really good at it, they'd be much far beyond. Well, I mean, as we all know from the TV show White Collar, um, <laughs> Neil Caffrey and his forgeries. Um, but we just th- did a story. On, sorry, go ahead. No, I, but I think that there is like a, a distinct possibility that. This forgery ring, whoever makes these forgeries, just like somebody sold them that one of these paintings and their vetting process was like so dog, like god awful, like so dog shit that that forger went back and was like, we can unload <laughs> unlimited crazy amount of painting <laughs> whale here to this. Like maybe they fucked up and he's like, he puts it up for them to evaluate and then notices like that building's in there that shouldn't be in there and he's fucking sweating bullets or she. Women are criminals too. Um, Thank you. Sweating bullets. Twenty eighteen uh, is like oh fuck fuck fuck, and then they're just like yeah everything looks good, and they're like he's like oh of course yes, <laughs> and then just goes back like let get them all out. But of course, oh, get all the get all the paintings we fucked up by accident out of storage because I know where we can give. Yeah, all I, of I them. mean it's it's smart though because they're doing like an aim small miss small thing. They're not asking for they're not trying to do like the. The one painting that's worth like ten million dollars. They're making a little bit of money over a few years. <laughs> we did yeah. um yeah. an episode of Lie Cheat and Steal like last week about uh a father son art forgery team in northern England. Hell yeah. That sold oh it was over a million dollars of stuff. And it was because they the son was like incredibly artistically gifted. And his dad was a piece of shit. And mm-hmm. so he just had his son make all of these forgeries. And then the the dad would sort of play on the fact that they, he was like a North English like rube. Like they lived in council housing and like people just didn't take him seriously. So And, and he was like a big metal detector guy. So we would just go and be like, I found this. I don't know. Isn't this crazy? And oh, then so they think they're getting a steal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Do you think this is worth anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they got a ton of shit in like they got stuff in the British Museum. They got like stuff everywhere, and then they got caught. But like recently, like a few years ago, they like some big artifact was like put on display, and the guy from prison was like, "Yeah, that's one of mine." Like I remember making that. Oh, <laughs> like, <wow. laughs> yeah, that's that's I made it in my garage. Like that's not an ancient uh, Anglo-Saxon artifact. Yeah. It's art. It's art so. Art- Art forgery, sorry, I don't know if this is similar to what you're going to say. Art forgery is incredibly impressive to me because it's like to yeah. replicate that, it's not just being a talented artist because there's a lot of people that are talented artists, but you still like can tell what people draw because they have a certain way they do this. Like you have to have such insane control of like, like literally the, the musculature of like your arm and like how you create strokes to actually convincingly forge art that it's like, I don't. 
it's, it's really like, amazing. It's like forging the the largest signature in the world. Yeah. It's like if someone's signature was fucking four by three and used every color, and it's like forging that signature. It's crazy to and me. And it had another signature at the bottom. Too. Yeah, true. Gotta, also that. You think you're done? You got another signature. <laughs> I mean, it's it, to me. It, you done enough? I feel like there's no, unless you were like unless there was something that was like had like a this would be mostly happening in Europe. It wouldn't happen here, but like something that's so like crucial to the national character maybe then you'd have like public sentiment against you but like if you get caught doing art like there's no like public outcry well, it's, it's like, like it's, eh, a f- it's pretty good that's pretty that's good the thing is like it's yeah. a f- it's a creative feat in itself yeah. to do so it's I like it's like I mean, yeah. it's like oh yeah okay fine yeah, they built people out of like a million dollars but it's like hey made these eggheads look like idiots right which everyone well, loves <laughs> well and i also think i also think that it feeds into let them off come on <laughs> yeah. it's fine i think it feeds into the thing that like we talked about where people like don't understand like they can't connect between like um effort and like actual production like originality of art where it's like i think there are people that are like well then this guy's just as good as matisse then like if yeah. you can draw as good as him, then it's just as valuable. Like, it just doesn't... Like, it's just a sort of thing where it's, like, confusing. I don't know. But I'm impressed yeah. by it. Well, if I could these, do it, I mean, I'd fucking do it. It seems so cool. Yeah. I mean, were, were these forgeries, or were these, like, a, meant to be, like, original art? Because that is, like, a different level of impressive. Right, me. well, yeah, he, he wasn't... They weren't copying right. existing pieces like, of they art. Just, like, they were using his style. in the oh, style. Shit. Yeah. They were, like, undiscovered. Right. Right. Yeah, so, like, you so walk like, in with 82 paintings, there's, like, what <laughs> fucking room did you unlock? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's weird. A storage it was like a, guys. Yeah, we didn't have a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's da- it's uh, a. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Yup guy. It's the other guy. It's the Wow Factor guy. Oh, um, no. Dale, I think it was. Oh Dale God, and Dave. storage wars, man. Number two. Uh, okay, I think we're just cut off fast now. Uh, <laughs> num- Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Number, number two, guys. Uh, number two is um, another scam-ish story. This one is not as creative as making your own paintings. Um, this is a wildlife photography. So that. that there's a um, the London Natural History Museum runs a wildlife photographer of the year competition, and they announced this uh, picture this guy took called the Night Raider by a guy Marcio Cabral, a, a Brazilian guy. Um, it's of an anteater um, about to attack at like an ant hill, but the ant hill is like glowing with I guess fireflies or something. On it. I don't know. It's, it looks, I mean, it's a cool picture. Let's just have a segment where Patty describes nature photos. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll have a segment where Patty okay. describes nature photos and then you recount the plot of a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The two segments. Um, I yeah. don't know what mine would be. Uh, but so... Um, I, I don't know. Telling a very off-topic story about a wrestler or something. I think we yeah. all do that. Yeah, that's it's fine. true. We all do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just it's a no, cool, I genuinely it's a cool enjoy it. It's like, like imagining someone being like, okay, there's a tiger. He's pretty cool. Uh, like, it's just fun. <laughs> it's fun. Patty describes a painting ASMR. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this, this guy, uh, according to his description of the of the photograph, um, he'd been visiting the national park in Brazil for three years, waiting for the right conditions to capture the glowing termite mountains. Mm. After days frustrated by rain, he was in for a surprise. And so this big anteater, according to him, comes out of the darkness. If he was waiting for it for three years, was it really a surprise? That was the goal. Well, the anteater was the surprise. Oh, he was okay. trying to get a picture of the mounds. So the anteater ambled Those sweet out of mounds. Yeah, <laughs> anteater. Hey, I like to think of pictures of mounds. Yeah, this guy. Oh, look out! Uh, so he ambled out of the darkness and stayed just long enough for oh, he or she ambled out of the darkness. Let's speak. Come on, it's 2018. I don't mean to assume women can be wildlife photographers. <laughs> no, no, no. Anteater. I meant the anteater. Oh, I'm sorry. Women can be anteaters now. <laughs> it's 2018. No, photographer's a guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wildlife photographers always meant anteaters yeah, in this okay look 
Anteaters can be, uh, can be, hey, look, we're not trying to be. All right. So he, uh, so. <laughs> All across the gender spectrum. Yeah. So it's, it's a great picture because it was long exposure. So the anteater had to stay still for some period of time to be able to get like the nighttime picture with the glowing lights and all that. Um, anyway, so he wins the thing. And then in March, an anonymous source came forward questioning the authenticity of the image and providing a pictures of a taxidermy anteater that's on display at the entry to the park. <laughs> that is in the exact same pose. <laughs> so, oh man, I I knew kind of going into this that there was a stuffed anteater involved. I didn't realize he took it from the entrance of the park yeah, and brought yeah. it in and brought and it, set in. it up. I, I'd seen, I'd like skimmed it, and uh, I, this is much better because I was like, oh, you know, like whatever. Like the rest of the photo is pretty impressive, <laughs> but to find out, like he told this wild story. Also, that's special, like. I was waiting for three years when finally, and like what he really means is like, I was waiting for three years and I had had fucking enough. And I went <laughs> and I got that goddamn anteater that every time I walked in this fucking park, it's staring me in the goddamn face. And I Wife just set me. that shit up. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he, so he uh, claimed, of course, that it was not a taxidermy anteater. They brought in a group of uh, experts <laughs> who looked at the fur patterns. I love this. I hope it's the same group of experts from the last story that I, just get yeah. flown in everywhere. Five, I know it's, five scientists. Can you believe this? <laughs> what are all these people doing? Is it like you nothing else going on? This is like the, is this a bureaucracy of the era where they're like this is this is their version of like a like a crooked construction contract? It's like yeah, we're gonna need like thirteen <laughs> artists to figure out if this is fake. Yeah, according to the museum, but, five anteater specialists were brought. Okay, not, what else are they doing? Yeah, no, they're so not busy. All of the world's anteater <laughs> specialists are brought in. They actually trained three new ones. Yeah. There were only two. <laughs> they pick up the red phone, and uh, I know this well, doesn't I don't do make anteaters. I don't. I do aardvarks. Like, dude, yeah. come on! It's the fucking. Come on. Uh, I don't. They're not I, the same. All right. I know this doesn't make any sense for the context. Oh, what did I pull on? The context of what they needed to test for, but him insisting it's not a stuffed anteater. I just imagine him holding it and like rubbing it along the ground where ants are. He's like, "Oh, he's hungry! Oh, look at all these ants he's eating! Oh, stuffed? I don't think so." So, they, so they can, the scientists worked independent of each other. So it's like Calvin and Hobbes. Studies. You got to do a double blind. I mean, yeah. you can't have these guys colluding here. So, five scientists independent all concluded there are elements of the animal's posture, morphology. Raised tuft of fur and patterns on the neck that are too similar. So basically, like, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, right? so that's a very fancy way to say this looks like they, yeah. look, the they look the same. Do you need an anteater specialist to tell you that? Or can you get a child who is good yeah. at Highlights Magazine <laughs> yeah. to come? I think you could You could have kept it to, let's say, three anteater specialists. Just so you don't have a, you don't have, you got to make sure you have a, a majority, you know, on the decision. The I just dish- really like the idea that he's just like, it's a Calvin and Hobbes situation yeah. where yeah. he's insisting that the anteater is Every time alive. I go to the park, the anteater tackles me. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's very excited to see me. <laughs> that language is very funny. The distribution of coloration within its fur was congruent with the original. Yeah. So the spots look the same. Yeah, man, it's the same. <laughs> they got the same spots same. on them. Cool. So, so uh, thank you. So he, he again he says um, it's not it, it's a real anteater. He did not <laughs> he did not provide an explanation as to why he had no other images of the anteater, right? Because he just took the one perfect one and then right. I guess just let it walk away without doing anything else. Um, and he also provided a witness who claims he saw the live anteater. <laughs> yeah. It was a mystery witness. Um, That's so funny. Not very credible compared I, to the five. Ladies and gentlemen, scientists. I saw the anteater. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a video of like a guy who's like a like they have like the the black like um the shadowy. Like, yeah, they like, change his well, voice. Oh, I, uh, I I saw the anteater, yes. Yeah. It was uh, very much alive and not the one from the uh, uh, entrance to the park. Yeah. 
That's the, it's the opposite of Bigfoot, where it's like the photo's so clear that it's that yeah. no one believes it. So also, guy, you know how wildlife photographers like, and photographers in general just generally take one photo, just one. You yeah, they just take the just one. Times it perfectly. I was like, nailed nice. it. One take. Done. One take. Honey, I'm glad I waited three years yeah. to try yeah. this. Honey, so, hey, were you using I'm like coming home? Were you using like special film or not digital? It's like so there was literally no reason not to just take a million of them because you can just delete them. It's like. Yeah, well, you know, I just like to get it right the first time. It's oh, like, what the? F- okay. <laughs> Do you know what? Somebody else that I, I fucking, I just listened in the comments of the story I read. Some guy's like, this is why they need to submit the original raw files for uh, competitions. It wasn't this Photoshop. Level. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what he thought was happening. <laughs> There's a fake in here. <laughs> like in a raw file, they just, it's not oh, going to be there. You see here, it says, uh, it says <laughs> not alive. Weird. You named the file. It's one of yeah. those special, like, ghost hunting cameras. So yeah. you can't see its life force. Yeah, it's yeah. So. soul. You need, the, you need the electromagnetic readings of yeah. the site to make so, sure it's not a ghost eater. So the museum uh, will not be awarding a replacement winner, and this guy's been banned forever entering the competition again, <laughs> which feels like that's got to hurt. Right, that does I think suck if you're it. a wildlife photographer. I mean, like, <laughs> what else are you gonna do? He wanted it that much, and they're like, "Never again, pal." Uh, pretty brutal. He, he moves into sports photography and turns in just some taxidermied runner, like on a track. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "This is just the bodies exhibit." <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't. You can see his like tendons. What is you this talk- a scarecrow with a football helmet on? <laughs> no. <laughs> Look. No, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest right. with you. No, it's not. We're gonna we're gonna need 18 football players in here to tell us. <laughs> I don't want to lie to you. And he just walks out of the room without saying anything else. And this week's number one reason to say what a time to be alive. Okay, um, this week this this story is very near and dear to my heart. Um, as a chronicler of. Uh, Instagram uh, thoughts. I really enjoyed this. So this week, apparently, Sarah Palin, who her Instagram handle is Sarah Palin 97, which is kind of weird to me. Like, why can't you get She's just lying about her age, <laughs> <laughs> but up or no, I was born in 97. I was born in 97. You would yeah. think she'd be able to lobby Instagram to like kick off whoever's on Sarah Palin, like the regular. one, Right. Like very or, weird. like Sarah Palin USA or something else. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, like 97 the, is the very original weird. Sarah. Palin. It's, it's Sarah Palin. <laughs> the comedian Sarah Palin. <laughs> it's, I love it's like, that's always a good one. Yeah. Sarah Palin funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Sarah Palin, ha ha. <laughs> so Sarah Palin is this guy, Brandon Dance You. So it's just, it's a real guy. He just has Sarah. Well, it's that like kind of rules. It's like how you're chill. You're like how you're chilly's restaurants, I guess. There's yeah. Not a lot yeah. Of, uh, Instagram not doing a lot of brand policing. <laughs> no. Well, Sarah Palin ninety seven posted on Instagram. Um, I'm not going to read it all, but uh, it starts as a busy hockey mom. Hockey Ugh. emoji. We're not- still doing the hockey thing. Aren't all our kids grown? <laughs> Yeah. They're like she has like fucking book deals. She, like what? And she has like a baby, right? That's like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Tag. But she's a busy hockey mom to right? tag, I Track. guess. Trag. Trapper. Trag. Trig. 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 This sounds like a group of three. Like, sounds like sled bo- dogs. It sounds like a boss. <laughs> sounds like a boss from a video game that has like multiple per- like parts, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like they like double they team you. they split off and then they come yeah. back together and, and It's form. like you have to kill tag and then trig or whatever. You have to whatever. kill both the arms and then you can attack <laughs> yeah, the body. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like well, or they're like on each other's shoulders, and then like when you think you killed him once, it just splits into two, and you're like, oh, there's a whole other. God stage. damn it! Now there's trip and trap. <laughs> Fuck! Uh, the music changed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, she posts this Instagram about how she's a busy hockey mom. Um, she needs lots of energy to keep up with Trig, 
And uh, basically, long story short, this whole thing is an ad for fucking the Instagram flat tummy poop tea. <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Sarah diarrhea Palin. tea. Diarrhea tea. Sponsored by diarrhea tea. Yeah. Um, if you want to know, if you are a, di- a diarrhea tea consumer, first of all, don't be. But second of all, don't get uh, Team E Blends. Uh, T E A M I Blends. Team E Blends. T. Sure, it's not Team I Blends. I think it's like T Me Blends because oh. it's a T. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the one that mm. great brand name though. Regardless, yeah, great. Really not brain tea. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's what those so I guess pond scum pills are for Sarah Palin's shitting her brains out like every uh, yeah, what's the, what's every the... Instagram thirst follow that you have. What's the use case there? Like you, you 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 like go home and you like block out a few hours and you like take the tea. Like how does that you can, how, does, how does that fit into your life? It's just it's, like it's, it replaces exercise. <laughs> it's so it's like it's supposed to be energy like. She's doing it as like quote unquote energy, but it's like a diuretic and a stimulant. So it's supposed it's like marginally good for weight loss because you lose water weight because you pee a lot and it makes you shit. Yeah. And, and it you're has really caffeine. dehydrated, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you're you're and then you're woozy, so you think you're thinner. But like it's a, are, it's like a laxative, right? It's so basically light. a laxative. So you have to like you like take it and then you have you're, you well, have not, to be near a bathroom. I mean, I don't I know. Assume. I've like when you take a laxative, it's not like you're like. Oh no! A shit tornado uh, is about I've to come seen, out. I've seen Dumb and Dumber. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just it's also like one of those. It's like oh, it it you know fucking triggers the fat burning uh, yeah, muscles yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's like that. What's that other one that's Bad like Garcin? There's like you can get yeah. Supplements there's a ton. There's like green like, coffee extract. Like, there's like Garcin. They turn your fucking Oja. stomach on overdrive. I'm just or whatever. imagining every Instagram bikini lady is just uh, uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber, like <laughs> at least once a week. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah. I, like, Don't use the toilet upstairs. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I find that whole economy very fascinating. Like the Instagram bikini lady economy of like hair gummies. It's only a few products. Yeah, it's weird. Hair gummies. Te- there's a teeth whitener one that they have a lot. Cocoa yeah. white. Cocoa white. Yep. Cocoa I know white. The fucking brand. Name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, the whole thing is like, but this is. I think corsets, the whole reason they have those corsets that they put on. Yeah, the those waist are trainers. Great. Yeah, waist <laughs> trainers. It's a corset, dude. It's, it's like, like uh, next we're gonna have foot trainers, which are just foot binding. Yeah. We're bringing it back. Yeah, baby. it's fucked up, man. Foot trainers make your foot. Are you disappointed that your feet don't look enough like delicate lily pads? <laughs> <laughs> Get a foot trainer. Um, like, but this, I think it has to be number one because, like, this, if with our purported like reason for the podcast, like. This truly is like, and also, yeah, oh, completely. Just this is, this is such a 2018 thing. This is why you can't satire like these people. Like, I think we go pretty weird and like absurd with the way we set. Like, but this is literally, if we haven't made this joke, we would have. <laughs> is it Sarah Palin is like hawking flat tummy tea? It is it's wild, like, and it's just like this is why you don't have to show these people deference because the second they're out of power and lose their little like hooks into whatever they're doing, they're running a shitty aggregator site, which is what Sarah Palin's website is. Yeah, and she's like she's just like conservative George TV. Takei. Yeah. Like that's, I feel like she uh, was nominated for vice president of the United States. <laughs> Not that long ago. Not that long ago. It feels like a hundred years ago, but it wasn't that long ago. I feel like. Um, and sorry, we don't have to talk about wrestling, but I feel like getting into wrestling has like lifted the veil uh, from my eyes of like, these people are all carnies. They are yeah. all just, they're fucking grifter hustlers. will do anything for a dollar. 
Uh, and uh, I weirdly, I don't want to say I respect it, but it is so horrifying that I kind of like appreciate how dark they are willing to go well, with it. Yeah, it's because it's. I mean, all this like like it feels like most political stuff is like you have to just really want power very badly, but it's also not an easy way to get it. So you have to like just be super bald faced and super yeah. like ambitious and cutthroat and shitty. Yeah, because it's like if you just wanted to get fame, it like I don't know what the fuck it it, it drives. It's such a strange thing to pursue that I I really I'm trying don't to imagine like it. who's buying take it this from tea. us people who are stand up comedians. Tea? Who's buying Sarah Palin's tea? Like uh, I know it's not her. I hope but it's like... a bunch of like fucking Trump dads that only eat like <laughs> buffalo wings and then yeah, yeah, they yeah. have buffalo wings and flat tummy tea and it's just a fucking. Bowel nightmare. Yeah, they're the same they're that very that, from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, the same people yeah. that have those like electroshock ab machines that yeah. are just like you know. It does appeal to like, like the exact right people of like I want results with no effort. I want I want to be as lazy as possible. Yeah, but still. Does Sarah Palin get horny guys in the comments? I assume so, right? Oh wow! I don't know. Oh, probably. Come to Brazil. I'm gonna check the comments. <laughs> come, to Brazil. come to Russia. Show feet, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. Come to Brazil. Wait, I'm not sorry. I'm going to read some good... Sarah Palin 97. Let's close it out with some choice. Yeah. Choice Sarah Palin. 408 comments. Instagram. What have expected more, i got to be honest. Um, all right, some of them Well, are... people probably can't find her because she's not Sarah Palin. She's Sarah Palin 97. Oh, we got, it. We got, a, we got an amateur lawyer here. 69 this... posts on Sarah Palin's account. Nice. Hey. nice. This is uh, Jim Tobin. This post is not compliant with Federal Trade Commission regulations on paid <laughs> disclosures. Careful out there, Sarah. Um, that wasn't sexy, but the sexy music started to come is this, in. <laughs> is this rock bottom? Okay, so they're not very kind. These comments have not been very kind so far. Where's the hashtag ad, you deceitful cow? <laughs> All right. Well, it's true. You have to be. You have to uh, disclose your spawn con. Oh yeah, it's it's these uh it's these strong. There's a lot of ha 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 ha's. A lot of ha ha ha's. Trig for president, which I don't think that's um, going to happen. See if there. Um, I wonder if there's horny comments on like other ones. Other pictures on her account. Here we go. We got one. I went and ordered some. I hope it is delicious and amazing. <laughs> Cindy Martins. Oh, what a what a uh, sincere optimism. You, your response to Cindy Martins: You're going to get the shits, and you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the discourse takes place, folks. This, this is, is hashtag resistance. Me, I did not expect this. This is making me really sad reading these <laughs> these comments. She's getting because, like very real housewife. Well, she's getting. I don't know, but the comments that I'm reading are like. From what I would guess would be considered, people are just like, your son looks like your son's really growing up fast. And then it's, I guess, people that would probably report themselves to be like liberals being like, run for vice president again, you stupid fat bitch. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh. I got one. Uh, DM me pics of your butt. We got one. Oh, I got one. Uh, all This is all caps. I love you, Sarah. I just got a hat with your face on it. Please respond. Heart, 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 heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. The idea of like still being a Sarah Palin fan is interesting. You are amazing woman. Yeah. That's oh, one. here's a good one. This is this has insane spacing. There's like a lot of that thing where they end a sentence with a period or, or an exclamation point, but there's like three spaces between the end of the sentence and the punctuation. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. So Sarah Palin, stop being... It's all caps, too. Sarah Palin, stop being buried and settling for crap and being crapped on. Take your <laughs> career back. Be the first woman president. Just do it. Be it. Yeah. Stop, Stop settling crap. Stop settling crap TV and gigs. Sick. Stop <laughs> selling crap tea Stop. and crapping. Stop being buried and screwed over by Donald Trump, the media, and the corrupt uniparty. 
This is a never Trump guy. That's pro Palin. Michael Changey. Oh man, like imagine being from, like a oh. never Trump person who loves Sarah Palin. What a fucking world. Yeah, you can't, well, you couldn't be because this, they're all intellectuals, and she was distasteful. Yeah. This is uh, also from Hispanic Mom Seven <laughs> on this photo. So good to quote unquote see you a two again. I don't know what that means. <laughs> There's nothing in All the right. co- there's nothing in the everybody. Caption. Let's read one more and then close this out. Yeah, we yeah. Each, everybody find a good one to go out on. Yeah, I got one. Okay, I got you I, go. I got two. They're fast. First one is just titties. T i d d i e s, and the second one that was from Manimal five point seven. The second one is a underscore colt underscore n if mr palin is ever out of the picture lmk let me know (laughs) there it is okay um i have one on she posted a a hashtag tbt of her and mccain and uh somebody wrote this beautiful lady is great but that rhino to the right is nothing that rhino is a traitor to the american people he should be in getmo waiting for the (laughs) firing squad yeah, s- send him to Venmo. Send him to Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get can't Mo, find get, Mo, get Mo in the bio. <laughs> yeah. Get Mo in the bio. <laughs> All right, we did well, it. I think we did it, guys. Uh, that was that was uh, something. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we uh, I don't know we we have uh, uh, bonus episodes every week. The Patreon, Patreon.com slash What a Time Pod. Patreon.com slash What a Time Pod. Um, thanks to everybody who's uh, joined up for that. We are still waiting on the shirts and stuff from the uh, upper bonus tiers, and we will have those as soon as we can and get them out. Um, so they are on the way. We have made the order. We're just waiting on the uh, screenings to come back. And uh, otherwise, we're on all the stuff. Um, what a time pod on Twitter, Instagram, um, what a time podcast at gmail.com. I think we're also what a time pod on Facebook, sl- facebook.com slash what a time pod. Uh, and uh, I'm Patty Mill and stuff, and I'm tired of talking about this. Uh, we have a show every Friday, me and Eli, at Karma Lounge, Bad Karma. Okay, bye. Um, I have two podcasts uh, other than this one. I have this one, too. Listen to this one. But also listen to WrestleSplania, uh, where I explain pro wrestling to new fan Rachel Millman. That one's very fun. I also have a podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters called Lie, Cheat, and Steal with my friend Pat Sorois. I'm Kath Barbadoro on all the stuff. Uh, follow me and listen to my things. Uh, this week, uh, or tonight, this coming out on Wednesday, tonight at Lucky Jack's uh, in the Lower East Side, I'm on a show called Too Many Cooks at 8.30 p.m. Uh, it's a really good show. I'm that excited to be fun. on it. It should be very good. So I'm doing that if you want to come to that. Other than that, just karma and the regular stuff. Cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.